This is a Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Novels, presented by Westside Honda and 204 Skate Shop. Motocross news from around the globe, but mostly between Emerson and Brandon. We're not experts over here, but we've got microphones. Check us out on the web at BigMXRadio.com. Welcome to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by 204 Skate Shop, Westside Honda, and X-Brand Goggles. With us in the studio today, we've got Marcus Giesbrecht. Hey, guys. And Michael Giesbrecht. What's up? The Giesbrecht brothers, both running in the 450 Pro Class and the Open A Class here in Manitoba. Um, Good friends of mine, and they've welcomed me into their house for the weekend. Thanks, guys. No problem. Excellent. Like, uh, how's the winter been so far for you? It's been cold. Uh, working, I understand uh, the two of you guys are working full-time, but also getting ready for the, the upcoming season uh, after that amazing uh, Toronto Supercross. How, uh, how pumped are you guys? I'm, uh, I'm really excited. Um, season's coming up. Uh, we've got big things happening. Uh, uh, I'm pretty excited to go to uh, Grunthal Track again and really hit up some get some good speed going and huck some big whipper tails um yeah uh works uh works good uh luckily i work inside so work on cars all day so that's uh helps a little bit with mechanically wise to right on bikes and everything too so well, safe to say you've got one of the the better working machines out on the track or it since you 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 work at a shop you're probably yours probably gets neglected more than often but yeah? Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Like, uh, not one for uh, flashy graphics, but nevertheless, uh, it's a great racing machine. <laughs> what about Marcus? Uh, it's been a long, cold winter, and I understand you've been going uh, door-to-door selling some uh, MTS uh, sales packages. How has that winter been for you? Yeah, that's what I'm up to right now. It's been awesome. I mean, I'll be honest, this winter's been super cold, so I haven't been enjoying that too much, but I mean, the job's cool, and uh, it's keeping me busy, but... Uh, um, yeah, I'm just getting ready for this upcoming season. You were talking about the race, of, uh, this Toronto race. I'm just hoping, uh, trying to get ready so that I don't pull a Dean Wilson. You know, just strong off the start and yeah. fade back first moto. You, know? you don't want to be pull. You don't want to get your tongue caught in the sprocket and go backwards. Yeah, uh, I think his his Kawasaki's the only one uh, that features a, a reverse. Uh, <laughs> exactly. It seems to kick in shortly after the lap 15, but. Um, what are you guys doing for training regiment wise? I understand both of you have gym memberships, uh, um, trying to get in shape for the racing season, and uh, so that when uh, the gate drops, you're uh, you're hitting your stride right away. Um, as of now, um, I have a gym membership. It doesn't seem to be helping much. I, I went for a little bit, and uh, you know, do a little bit of lif- lifting weights and stuff like that. But hopefully, uh, this next month, I'll actually have. Uh, little more motivation to uh, actually do some endurance training and stuff like that so and eat better yeah that's, that's a huge thing so as there's a, a cinnamon cinnamon bun right in front of you right well, there. exactly that's, that's not right? helping either oh no oh no no well, it, it might help yeah. a little bit uh mama giesbrecht uh serving up the uh the cinnamon buns not helping the training regimen whatsoever but uh she's always there in the bleachers to cheer you on so uh the good with the bad uh as far as the uh the diet the diet thing goes but um how like uh, how are you guys feeling coming into this season like uh i know marcus you're you're challenging for for race wins even at the end of last year you had your very best ride we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later on in the podcast and and mike you uh you started um looking looking pretty good by the end of the year like you really hit your stride and uh had a little bit of a get off at the final race of the year uh in pilot mound but nevertheless uh both of you uh, looking strong going into 2014 yeah man like uh 2014, I'm. I want to come out strong. I want to come out swinging. I really think that uh, last year was my first year on the 450, and uh, I think that it was a good learning experience. I think uh, I started the year really slow, mm-hmm. and I feel like I got a lot better throughout the year. And like I think really I can, slow. Yeah, like really slow. Um, I mean, the top five guys were gone. I mean, yeah. like there was always the you know how there's always that top five group, and then there's that gap, and I I was. After that gap, yeah, you were the you were the the best of the rest yeah, when after well, it came like when it came to, to the say, yeah, if you want to yeah. say it like that, I mean, it, it was bad and it was just took some time to get comfortable on the bigger machine and I feel uh, I feel like towards the end of the year I really started showing uh, the potential that I have and I think that uh, next year I'm just gonna take what I learned and uh, apply it and just uh, start the year strong. 
And uh, and Michael, you've been on a, on a, four, a 450 for a couple of years now. Uh, most recently, I remember that uh, um, you were in Minnedosa 2012, I believe. Uh, you, you ended up being able to stay out in front of your brother for six or seven laps at a time and he, the, the the toddler bike on a track like that just not could not get around you um how, how do you enjoy the 450 and uh, how satisfying was that race where uh, like the the younger brother just could not get around yeah that, the bike's awesome i love the power and uh definitely on those straights it uh you can't compare it with the 250 so yeah that feeling of just beating meeting marcus again that's uh brings me back to the old days and uh and uh, so, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's a great feeling. I, like uh, I myself haven't had the opportunity to uh, cross the stripe ahead of the guy, but uh, I got to imagine it's a satisfying feeling, especially for uh, seeing the young gun come up and uh, and and somehow find some speed that uh, clearly you didn't teach him. So <laughs> he's uh, you, you're able to um, get him in that moto and uh, a couple other ones during that year, I think. So. Um, but the 450 seems to play into your strengths. Why is that? Well, I think uh, mainly because I'm a bigger guy and uh, seem to I'm like six four, so it helps yeah. a lot to I can really handle that bike around and throw it around. Yeah. So it it's like almost like riding a 250. So right. yeah, it just it seems to suit my style, and I, I feel like I got a, kind of a smooth riding style, so I can really control that uh, the throttle, so I'm not I'm not getting all all Scheif in the, okay. in the ruts and stuff right like that. So For those of us who don't speak low German, uh, Scheif means uh, crooked and or sideways. Little, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and and for all of our female listeners, of which we have none, um, I'm sure uh, Mike wants to know. Let's let everyone know that he's six foot four. Um, let's let's go back to uh, when you guys weren't blazing fast. Uh, let's uh, let's go BS before speed. Um, <laughs> when uh, when did your your dad he he uh, introduced you guys to ma- to motocross and uh, and got you guys a bike? What was that bike? What was the the first time you saw the thing? And what was going through your minds? And uh, how did you make that transition from um, from just having never been on the m- machine before to um, yeah going out on a regular basis? Yeah, it's I'd say that uh, dad got us a DS eighty to begin with and. Uh, you know the one with the light and everything. It was it was awesome. It was the first bike we got. Me and my Same brother. here. Yeah, it's. I think a lot of people start on that bike, and I mean, um, to be honest, it's a, it's it's a pretty powerful bike for such a small bike. And as a little kid, I mean, I just loved it. I, my mm-hmm. parents always have uh, tea in the morning. I don't know if uh, everybody does that, but my parents always have tea early morning, and uh, I'd be out riding before they were having tea out in the morning on the on the lawn and just mm-hmm. I just loved it yeah it was just as soon as I got on a bike I was hooked and and Mike yeah no for sure um, I think uh, Marcus in a, in a way was a little bit more excited at the first time but I was I was definitely pumped like he would get up early and go and actually want to go ride the bike right away and and uh, I guess I had a little more patience and in a way and I guess in a way that that shows in our riding style and your your personalities in general the yeah. two of you uh Mike more of the introvert uh and Marcus uh a little bit more in your face although both of you pretty bashful nevertheless <laughs> um but um like when you you share time on this DS80 was was a good portion of it like uh, were you taking turns or were you doubling each other like how did that work um no we 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 definitely took turns okay um, okay what we do is, uh, first thing, you know, we had no helmets, we had nothing, we just wanted to ride. Yeah. We got on that bike, and we had, like, a tiny little, we lived in Kleefeld, little suburban area, and we just had a tiny little uh, driveway, and all we did was just do circles. We just went, you know, to the house, came back to the end of the road, and just, just all day, and, uh, yeah, and then all of a sudden, you know, cops showed up, and they're like, hey, you guys, you guys better uh, put a helmet on, otherwise, uh, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna take this bike away from you so mm-hmm. so what we did we just dad bought us helmets and uh, you know they're cheap but they're helmets and we went and we found a trail and we went to the back and we found a little pit right by our house which was awesome yeah and had like a little oval with one single and we just rode there all the time started throwing down butt whips yeah and big time oh yeah oh, scrubby yeah, tails yeah oh, I want to correct that when we got that uh and that cop told us to get helmets. I know. I remember 
pretty specifically that we were borrowing helmets from our neighbors for a while. Oh, Before yeah. we got a helmet. Oh, yeah. Okay. But okay. then... Uh, the Rent-A-Helmet program yeah. on Kleefeld. Right on. We yeah. did what it took. And, Very uh, well known, that the Rent-A-Helmet program. Yeah. I think most most Manitoba motocross races have gone through sure. that. The... Uh, I know my first helmet was uh, a helmet that my dad wore while racing in the 70s. I'm, I'm sure the, the DOT, uh, the DOT approved, yeah. and the, was n- not not found. super legit anymore if it had ever passed any type of um, certification. But um, once you guys um, got off of uh, the trail bikes, you, you got a, a race bike. And uh, you guys had mentioned uh, to me before that the 2002 YZ85... Um, like what is the, when I say that bike? What does it mean to you? Uh, what kind of fond memories uh, come back? And uh, tell me a little bit about that, Mike. Well, when we first got that bike, uh, we were just super stoked because it was a race bike, right? Yeah. Like you get a race bike, they look mean. Yeah, you're excited. You're like, man, this thing's gonna be fast. Yeah. And my it's got co- a radiator. Yeah. My 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 cousin had a race bike before that. We were always jealous of it, and now we got one. We're like, yeah, this is better. It's the Yamaha, man. And. Uh, <laughs> And yeah, we just went on with that thing, and we just kept riding, and it was sweet. Started going to Grump all track, and right on. Awesome. What about what about you, Marcus? Yeah, for sure, kind of the same idea. I mean, my cousin had a uh, had a race bike, like Mike was saying, and it w- it was a uh, it was a Honda. And uh, when we got that YZ eighty uh, five, we were uh, pretty stoked. I mean, uh, not only did we feel like it was the better bike of the two, but it uh, I don't know, it was our first race bike, and. I know Mike ended up upgrading earlier. I got I got to keep that bike longer, so I, I actually did a race on it. And um, I mean, to me, it ended up being my bike at the end when my brother got a new one. Mm. Um, but to me, I loved it. I think that's where it really all started. I mean, on the little bike, that's when I learned how to use the clutch and stuff or whatever. But on this uh, on this bike, it was just that's where you learned the passion. Yeah, this yeah. is that's where uh, I don't know. That's where I that's where I seen the sport really. To be honest, uh, my first motocross race, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, when I was on trail bikes, I, I wasn't at a race or anything. You were just right? dirt biking, not yeah, quite exactly racing motocross. Exactly. There's a, so there's, a there's a fine line, and um, that's excellent. That's excellent. Um, uh, as as you, you say, you, you started to see the the sport in a brand new light, and um, with these uh, that light basically puts a, a spotlight on. Some of those are superstars of the sport, and uh, which ones really like shone above the rest of them for you? I know Mike, uh, you got into it in the early two thousands. I got to imagine that uh, you were looking up to uh, the big number four, Ricky Carmichael. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I know back in the day, me and my cousin would hang out, and we just we just talk about Ricky Carmichael. Like, just comes up, and we're like, man, that guy's so fast. Yeah. And I was just like, man, I wish I could huck a whip like that, or. You know, it was just yeah. it was just crazy. Like that guy, he definitely a guy that we looked up to. Definitely, uh, definitely. Yeah. So. Excellent. And and Marcus, uh, you you went for his rival. You uh, of course bro- brother to brother, you got to go for Speedy Reedy. And the, the the double two on the Yamaha was was your pick, I guess, since you had the the Yamaha underneath you at the time. Yeah, I uh, first of all I was a Yamaha fan at the time, and uh, Chad Reed just uh, always blew me away. The the fact that. I think it was ma- mainly, like, when I first started watching him race, I think it was mainly the whoops. Mm-hmm. Seeing him, like, how fast that guy was over whoops and just, I mean, he, he blew me away and just the speed he had, the, I don't know, I just liked it all. And, uh, and you know, it, it is another thing. you got to go up against your brother. He likes Carmichael. You like Reed, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, no, it's good. Still the greatest rider, in my opinion. Def- oh, okay. Well, um, the history books and the uh, <laughs> would just disagree with you on that one. I think uh, your brother's favorite got the best better of uh, <laughs> Reedy on more than a few occasions. Uh, nevertheless, um, both great picks. You can't go wrong with either one of those, especially with uh, Reed having such a, a character-building few years in the last little while. Of He's really become a fan favorite with doing the whole privateer program and the 2-2 motorsports with Tate and... Uh, his wife's a fox. So, um, <laughs> and um, so, were you, either of you any good on eighties? Like, uh, I, I don't remember either one of you. I, I'm I'm sorry to to, to tell you, I, I don't remember. But um, Mike, you never raced eighties, but Marcus, you did for about half a season. Tell me about that season and the struggles of shi- of signing up for an eighty five cc class that had ninety kids showing up for AM practice yeah. some days. Like that's 
something that a lot of Manitoba racers now, if they're looking up to you now, like they just go go straight into the main. What was it like for you jumping into the 80 class? Yeah, man. I mean, uh, <laughs> I'll be honest. At home, I felt like I was decent. I mean, I, I won't say that I was uh, I was no Josh Firmer or, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, like I, I wasn't one of the you top You weren't a Brad Gebhardt is what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or a Hike Mildebrand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, all I'm trying to say is I wasn't the, the fastest guy. I mean, right. it took me, when I came to the races, first off, I was super nervous and all, I don't know, um, there's probably a lot of you guys listening right now that uh, when you go to the races, you, you get pretty nervous and you find you don't ride to the potential that you were that you can. A practice track superstar. Exactly, and that's kind of how I was when I started. I couldn't I couldn't ride, and, and I mean, even at, in practice, I probably wasn't great, but I was all right, and I couldn't qualify for mains, and there were yeah. so many kids, like you were saying, and I, I couldn't make it, and finally... Uh, there's 40 of them. You couldn't make it. No, man. There was, <laughs> there was lots. We had qualifiers. <laughs> we had... Uh, we had Last chance qualifiers. I don't know, uh, man. I couldn't make it in. You're not alone, my friend. I, I must admit, I, there was a few mains out there that uh, even myself, Brad Gilmore, <laughs> even was, you, even me, even I was you. not able to make the main. And yeah. there's quite a few people who still race in Manitoba who can attest to that. Uh, many a yard sailed bikes uh, with the yeah. 95 plaster across the the, <laughs> the two side plates. Um, so you're, you're racing super mini. Uh, your brother starts to race in in the uh, the big bike class, and the two of you guys make the switch to Kawasaki's in 2007. Yeah, yeah. And uh, tell me a little bit about that switch. Um, I believe that was still the years. That was the the years just after Kawasaki and Suzuki had done their Franken bike um, yeah. program that was uh, not well received. Um, tell me a little bit about jumping on those Cowies and uh, how they took you guys to the next level, Mike. Well, uh, one day my uh, my dad said we'd just go bike shopping because mm-hmm. we were just getting, I guess, too too big for our bikes or, or, or we all wanted four strokes actually because, you know, that was the whole thing. Yeah, and now and, everyone uh, wants two strokes. Yeah, well, exactly. And <laughs> yeah, so we went shopping and we looked around and went around and uh, yeah, I guess Headingley gave us the best deal. Okay. And we really liked those bikes. We we looked at them. We were we were excited. We definitely liked the Yamahas more because you know we were Yamaha guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, definitely happy we made this switch. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was yeah, it was, it was exciting. We definitely liked that bike, and uh, it definitely brought a lot more success. That's for sure. Excellent, excellent. Uh, and and Marcus uh, moving into the uh, the big bike class. Um, I understand you you found some success right away going from not making mains one year on a uh, Yamaha 85 with uh, no power valve to going uh, <laughs> to a uh, a pretty a pretty damn good 07 uh, KX 250F and uh, end up getting your very first um, trophy at uh, at the very first race you were at there. Yeah, actually, I was uh, 13 years old. I was too small for that bike, but. Um, in the junior class or beginner? Beginner. Okay, beginner, yeah. yeah. That's uh, C now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, I just, we, I remember going to, uh, it was Melita. Okay. And uh, if any of you been been to Melita, you know it's just, uh, it's a survival of the fittest. Was, was that the cold race? Was uh, it snowing that day? No, no. Okay, that was a different year. Yeah. Never mind. No, it was actually uh, nice weather out and everything was good. Um, I remember my cousin, like the one we were talking about earlier. Chris. Yeah, Chris. Yeah. He was uh, he was there as well, and I, I remember we were all saying that uh, he he really attacks the track, right? So we said if we were going to beat him, because we were all competitive, me, my brother, Chris, we were super competitive. It's if we were gonna, yeah, if we were going to beat him, that's yeah. how we thought about it. It was gonna have, it was gonna take something special. So I wasn't even thinking about it like as the whole race. It was mm-hmm. just about beating him, really. And yeah, um, the race inside the race. Yeah, exactly. Right on. Right and I on. just uh, went for it, and uh, sure enough, I got third and uh, my first trophy. And parents had, uh, they said, if you get a trophy today, you get fifty bucks. So that was uh, as a thirteen-year-old, I'm pumped about that. So that's better than third in uh, four fifty pro, I think, for moto. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah <laughs> as it stands right now, I think that's more than I was getting paid last year. Man- Manitoba, we're we're working on getting that pro purse uh, boosted, but uh, it was good to see that you were able to cash in, Mike. What, uh, tell me a little bit about the first day that you got a trophy. Uh, I know you've gotten plenty, uh, certainly more than I've ever accrued in my uh, illustrious career, uh, mostly behind the microphone. But um, yeah, tell me about that first day that you ended up uh, grabbing uh, a little share of the uh, the, the hardware. Um, it was in at Speedway. Okay, uh, well, great track. Yeah. Everyone really liked the dirt uh, there. Yeah. Great, yeah. Actually, you know, it was surprising. Everyone, no one liked it, but 
Uh, me and Marcus really loved it because it was we rode tight tracks all the time. Mm-hmm. So you know the dirt we rode that style of dirt almost all the time. Anyways, rock solid. Mm-hmm. So we were used to it. Red but, River Gumbo for yeah. those who uh, out of out of province that that don't know that we have concrete for dirt. Well, exactly. Yeah. And uh, so we just I don't know. I just what happened. I guess it was just buckled down and uh, ended up getting. I think it was like fifth or something. Yeah. I was pretty sure in like youth B. Youth B. Yeah. Oh yeah, they they uh, integrated yeah. that class basically to uh, add a, an extra class for kids to get into. Uh, Sixteen to twenty four had to be a big bike, um, yeah. and and you found some success there. Yeah, well, I guess I just got lucky because I think I got a decent start, and I just uh, I guess I didn't make too many mistakes as a beginner. Mm-hmm. Um, and because uh, I mean, how many mistakes you make as a beginner? Uh, but yeah, it was just rookie a good mistakes, day. if you will. Yeah, rookie. Yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> Big time, and uh, it just kept it on two wheels. I, I think I, cra- I, I passed a lot of people that were on the ground, so that helped. And uh, yeah, it just turned out to be a, a good day. So yeah, I think I was in that class, so I might have been one of them. Yeah. Um, there's a good chance <laughs> if I was if they were on the ground. You're, and uh, yeah, like um, sure. definitely, definitely. Um, moving back a, a, a little bit there. Um, you guys mentioned that you got your bikes from Henley Sport Shop, which, like, was that your guys' very first uh, real sponsor? I understand maybe not, like, got free product or anything, but those were the first guys who really uh, uh, recognized that you guys were coming through the ranks and uh, threw you some sponsorship? Yeah, you know, they gave us the the discount, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 25% or whatever it is. Yep. And, uh, but at the time, I mean, it felt really... Uh, felt like you were being supported. You're, you're you know? part of the team, yeah? yeah. So and that was uh, when they were still coming to the races on a regular exactly, basis. Exactly, so. and that was big. So yeah. That yeah. was big. I think that uh, people need to keep that up. I think Scott's doing a great job of that right now, and I think that's why he's got so many people riding his bikes. Scott Harland at uh, Transcanada Motorsports, and I believe that's that's who you guys ride with now. Yes, yeah, yeah. as of okay. now. As of now. Right on. Um, so... Describe to me your progression. The two of you had a track in your, your home at the back of your house in, in Neverville. Uh, how did you guys go from just cracking the the top five in the beginner class to to uh, to moving forward and developing as as quite potent racers? Like you've got it seems like you guys kind of been like self made men out of nowhere. Like I didn't almost overnight you guys were able to um, really acquire some serious speed yeah I mean uh, I think uh, one first off I'd say that the track helped a lot I mean a lot of seat time on a bike anybody anybody will know that the more time you spend on the bike the better it, mm-hmm. um, so we did spend quite a bit of time on the bike um, I think the biggest thing that helped us uh, I'll be completely honest like uh, was taking uh, Matt Ham we had Matt Ham come out a couple times to teach us yeah um, and uh, it's just that that technique that he teaches you that how to hit whoops or how to do this how to do a certain uh, certain part of the track right yeah. and as a beginner or as a junior you don't really know like I mean there may be some out there that do but uh, at least for me I didn't really like I just kind of thought I was going fast right and I was yeah. getting past and I didn't know how and uh, so we got Matt to come out and uh, he's he, an amazing teacher I had some. absolutely he did a fantastic job, and he, he told us to, to try some stuff. We tried it, and it, it just worked so well, and he, he scared the crap out of me. He told me to wheelie into a set of whoops, and uh, I thought the guy was nuts. <laughs> so, uh, But, uh, I mean, I'm not – We I wanted this guy to come out, and I was serious about it, so I was like, whatever. You told me to do it. I'm going to try it. So I wheelied in, and I blitzed those whoops faster than I've ever blitzed whoops before. So – um, this guy really, whatever he was saying, right? Yeah. I was taking he, it in. He's not the whoop master for nothing. Yeah, that, exactly. That, you can t- exactly. take his take his word on that one at the very least. He's yeah, not the corner sure. master. He is the whoop master, but uh, he knows his, the, all the way around the track. I know myself. I had the the private lessons as well, and everything from power shifting through the gears exactly. to like uh, all the body technique and stuff like that. Some of which some could argue that I've forgotten over the years. Yeah. If you've seen me ride l- uh, lately, but uh, nevertheless. Um, that's that's amazing, and the fact that you both had a riding buddy uh, who may have lived a, lived a couple of uh, doors down in terms of the hallway that you both lived at in the yeah. house, yeah. so that definitely helps. Uh, Mike, what was it like uh, uh, growing up and riding uh, with uh, your brother? Oh, um, it was it was good. We had the big thing was competition. Yeah, that's I think uh, with the clinics that we did uh, definitely taught us technique and style. 
And then uh, just competition between me and him yeah. definitely got our speed up. Because, um, you know, he, he would do one section real quick. He'd be like, hey, check this out. And then he goes and does something insane, yeah. which I always thought was insane. And then, and then I'd be like, what the heck? So I go try it out, right? And, and then we just kept doing that. And eventually our speed just got faster and we just increased and got better and better and better right so that's awesome yeah i know you mentioned you guys are competitive i'm pretty sure either one of you would sell your grandmother to get half a second on the track uh <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> and uh like it's it, racing is serious business and uh so um tell me like a little bit about uh i guess like by the time the two of you were in the beginner class together i believe uh, yes. All right, that yeah. first year. Tell me a little bit about that first year and uh, maybe some of the trials and tribulations and maybe uh, a couple of times the two of you um, met up on the track, uh, out there on the track, and maybe had some little run-ins with each other. Um, yeah, in 07, we were in yeah. the beginner class. And, yeah, it was a, it was a good year. Like, you know, they, had, they still had the spring and the fall series. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, Marcus would always end up doing better in the uh, spring series. Like, he was on it right away. Yeah. I would, it, for me, it would take a while just to get my... Out of hibernation. Yeah, pretty exactly. And, uh, like, I, we were fast at the, like, at the practice track. Mm -hmm. So, me and him would always be very similar. But uh, when it came to race day, he would just, he wasn't nervous, really. And he would yeah. just turn it up. And, and I was, you know, I was just shy. And I didn't want to... Didn't didn't want to hurt anyone, kind of thing, which was stupid. And then, uh, and then eventually, in the fall series came by. Our my first race, boom! Right away, a whole shot. I yeah. won that race, and I was like, "Wow!" Then you then you feel then you feel the adrenaline rush, and you feel get the sense of winning, right? Yeah. And then you're like, "Okay, I'm not I'm not doing that again." So then you, then you just keep turning it up, and uh, after that, it was just straight up competition. Me and him always battling on the track and just when we get together we were we were definitely clean in yeah. a way but uh but uh definitely competitive wow. it must it must be cool to win i just yeah. gotta put that out there like oh. uh, <laughs> yeah. it, like for you guys who are like who who's who it, it takes you to another place it seems and that's that's a special something time for some commercials 1-800-COLLECT presents ava sable and jeremy mcgrath Hey champ, need to make a call? Yeah, and I don't have any change. No pockets. Ever hear of 1-800-COLLECT? Are you kidding me? So you know it saves at least a buck or two. And it's easy to remember. So for your collect call... I'm dialing 1-800-COLLECT. Smart boy. Hey, you been riding long? It's my first time. 1-800-COLLECT. Save a buck or two. Make your way down to Westside Honda Polaris and check out the brand new Honda Grom. Honda's revolutionary 125cc fuel-injected mini-moto ultimate weapon. A must-see for all motocross enthusiasts. From the Grom to the usual suspects like the CBR600RR, CRF450R, Westside Honda Polaris of Suffolk, Manitoba has you covered. Check that out on the web at westsidehonda.ca. Call toll-free at one 888 4827782 So, do you like stuff or possibly things? How about a huge selection of motocross and street bike gear from apparel brands like Troily Designs, Alias, Icon, and Power Bands, every single color you can think of. How about 25 years of custom suspension and motor service for a full service shop, all of which you can find at Capital Motorsports. Mention this Big MX podcast to receive a VP gas can with spout for only $40, as well as 100% off your next set of motocross tires. Just kidding, we can't back that up, but ask for about it anyway. Check out Capital Motorsports at 157 St. Anne's Road, Winnipeg, Manitoba. Or call them, not so toll free, at 
Um, like it's often been said that um, if, if if in life you find something that makes you feel like nothing else, and you can't quite explain it. And um, you have to find as many of those things as you can and then surround yourself with people who understand exactly how you feel without you having to explain it. Um, what are some of those other things in your life that, that make you feel the way that motocross does for you, Marcus? I mean, there's a lot of things that... Uh, that I, think I, I think I get what you're trying to say, like, uh, um, like keep you calm or... Mm-hmm. or it just takes you to a place that you can't quite explain unless someone else yeah. can either either has something like that or has the exact same thing that gives them that. Yeah, I know. Like, uh, like, like one, uh, like you said, like motocross. Like one thing, one thing about dirt biking is that uh, you know when we go to the races, it's like a family, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, everybody always says that that's at MMA, and those of you that don't race, you won't understand it until you start racing. Um, that like too uh, bad. Yeah, like uh, once you start <laughs> racing, you'll understand it. I mean. Even though we're super competitive, like my brother here, Mike, was saying that we were super competitive, and how many times would I come off the track pissed at him because he beat me or something? Yeah, but it's not just like with Mike; it could be with anybody. Like you could be mad or angry or happy that they beat you or whatever that you beat them. But in the end, that person gets hurt. You're always there for them. You're you're gonna go to the hospital. You're gonna go. You're gonna make sure they're all right. And mm-hmm. this uh, this sport is really uh, great that way. I mean, and and other things in my life. I mean, like. I have my family to begin with, like, uh, I'll say that first, like, uh, my mom and dad have always been there for me, my wife and uh, my brother, and uh, also, um, I would say church as well for me, um, I, I go to church, and that's something that uh, uh, I 100% believe in, and I think that uh, it's another sense of family, that uh, people there will, uh, they're part of my family as well, you know what I mean? So Absolutely, that's a, that's a powerful thing that can be in any pre- person's life, and uh, definitely a positive um positive influence to um, give you some some great direction throughout your day and, and keep you positive and and, and working towards um, that there's there's more that to life than motocross and as well as uh, um, you've you've always got someone watching over you and and uh, that's a that's a powerful thing uh, what about you Mike no yeah I feel the same way um, I just yeah Chris has definitely uh, let us uh, both in a direction that uh, that is just uh, all the glory to him, right? I mean, we can't uh, we can't do anything without him, at least. And so we're just grateful, and especially for our church families, and uh, they they understand. And you know, a lot of them don't know anything about motocross, but you know, we'll we'll talk to them about it, and uh, they'll just they keep you in their prayers and that's that's just a huge a huge uh, encouragement and uh, definitely lifts us up every day so that's um, excellent and that's that's the a similar courtesy that the two of you have extended even to me over the last uh, 12 months and I appreciate it and uh, um, it's been a, a, a absolutely amazing positive experience for me and I, I, I really admire the fact that the two of you uh, are open about having that in your life and and um, clearly, uh, it's it's really taking you guys to new heights, uh, not only on the motocross track but in life in general, which is uh, is something to revere. What's absolutely um, staying on a similar topic, uh, I I got to imagine that the two of you, um, on top of maybe your favorites out there, uh, are hope are looking forward to the return of um, Trey Kennard. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, Trey Kennard's. Uh He's awesome. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, he's he outspoken uh, about his uh, his faith and and very uh, yeah. um, very devout and, and and lives that way through his life. And uh, what kind of influence does that have on you as a young man coming through the ranks? I mean, uh, we all have people that we look up to, and I mean, we all have people that uh, that I mean, uh, I don't know how to say it. I mean, like you know, he's he's. I wouldn't say that I idolize him or that I that I look up to him like that. You know what I mean? But I I would say that he's definitely one of the guys that has shown me, uh, um, you know, like just just to be open about it. Just mm-hmm. to you know you know you don't have to you have to you be ashamed to, of it. What's you don't have to be ashamed. You don't have to hide it. You don't have to nothing. I mean, I'll be honest. Like I I respect the man so much. And and how many guys can you say can go through that many injuries and still be that positive and Absolutely. still have his head? Ha- up that high and what's keeping his head up that high 
I mean, it's not the fact that he's doing so well in motocross because let's be honest, he's he's getting hurt a lot. He's, yeah. He's not where he could be in with his potential. He right. Crashes almost as much as I do. Exactly. I mean, that's a lot, right? So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, um, but yeah, I mean, he still manages to be pumped, happy. He's a great, uh, a great uh, person for the sport. I mean. Uh, his attitude is awesome and I think that that comes down to his church family and uh, I mean they're lifting him up as much as he like he needs them around him and, and that's what's happening they're around him and you're seeing it through him because he's he's so happy right like mm-hmm. you're seeing that positive come out of him and I, I mean that's just an that's just awesome not only for me to see but I think it's awesome for the world to see and that's excellent and uh, yeah no of course like I, I would love to uh, I'd love to be looked upon at the races kind of like that. I mean, if people see me as the Trey Kennard at MMA, I mean, not necessarily, cast on your arm. not necessarily <laughs> with the injuries or the speed, but I mean, you know, with the relationship with God. So That's cool. And yeah. uh, what about Michael? Yeah, definitely. That's uh, exactly what I was about to say. So um, I definitely think that he's, uh, he's a good guy. I definitely don't like, idolize him at all, but, uh, cause, uh, but he's... He's a good guy. Like I mean, definitely a good, good influence to those yeah. to those around us. And good uh, ambassador for the and, sport. Well, and a good exactly. ambassador for the faith. And he and he knows and he knows where to turn to when uh, when he's when he's struggling and and he turns to uh, to God and not only God but church family just to to uh, help him out and and uh, I think exactly. I hope that that we portray that me and Marcus portray that. Uh, that kind of an attitude mm-hmm. toward the sport, yeah, and uh, and I hope we just continue. So, and uh, and so so moving back to your own uh, your own actions on the track and on race day, how does uh, how does the Lord act within you on race day, and how do you um, keep that relationship with Him on uh, on a day when uh, is, uh, is is most would argue you're supposed to be uh, in the church? How do you connect with Him on a day that uh, uh, He 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 leaves for rest? <laughs> Um, well, you know, the mornings usually, you know, like most most tracks would have chapel, right? So it's it's good to come together with the uh, Moto family and uh, yeah. just you know read the Word of God mm-hmm. and and uh, just listen a little bit and 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 pray and and pray for protection. Yeah. And uh, and we just uh, we like to we just hope that we portray a good attitude uh, throughout the whole day. Yeah. And that we just. Uh, glorify his name so that's that's all we can do and we just hope we're doing our best yeah and uh, does that creep into your pre-race uh, ritual a little bit as oh, well definitely yes um, definitely pray before I before I uh, jump send this gate. huge uphill yeah jump yeah. in mortar for sure, for sure. and uh, yeah no it even doesn't matter what it is and I'm struggling with something yeah um, it just I know where to turn to and uh that's that's huge. If you know where to turn to, uh, that's that's a big thing. And what about uh, Marcus on that same topic? Yeah, I think on the day of racing, you know, uh, it's uh, it can be pretty big, and it can be, you got family out, you got mm-hmm. friends out, and yeah, mom's like lining the fences yeah, and screaming and, uh, at you, and like threatening that you won't have a yarbo when you get home, yeah. and <laughs> like yeah, yeah, and uh, it's pretty. Uh, it can be a stressful day and it can be a nerve-wracking day, but I think uh, in the end we got to realize and recognize that uh, at least uh, I recognize that uh, the day I can only do so much. I can go out there and I can uh, I can ride as hard as I can ride and I can put down as hard as I can. I can do whatever I can do, but in the end it comes down to uh, if it's not God's will for me to win that race. I mean, the best I can do is put my effort down. Mm-hmm. I can I can try as hard as I can. Um, but I got to recognize that if it's not his will for me to win, I'm not going to win that race. I think and he's a fan of the guy on the 63, actually. Yeah, he, I'm, must, he must. Uh, he must like that guy. <laughs> uh, he's winning a lot of races, and that yeah. guy's putting it down. I mean, he, yeah. he 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 goes for it every time. He puts in the work, right? So yeah. Um, but I mean, in the end, I, I do believe that uh, um, it, it's we can only do our best. That's and, awesome. And that's that's. Uh, out there, if we crash, we get hurt, and we get, go off the track. I mean, I, I have had incidents where that has happened to me, and uh, my temper may have gotten the best of me. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think we can only get better, and I, I always try that. Uh, I always hope and try that if, if, if I'm going to crash or if something goes wrong or if I, I'm upset at something, that at least I'm going to sh- uh, 
handle it properly. I'm going to control my attitude. I, I want to be a, uh, a good influence like we were talking about Trey Kennard. And, mm-hmm. um, I want to be a good influence out there. I don't want to be getting all angry or going up to somebody after the race, getting all mad at him and like, mm-hmm. hey, man, what was that? You know, like let it go and recognize it's racing, racing's racing. So I think our attitude really yeah. just shows that uh, – I think that's our biggest – our biggest strong point is just showing through our attitude that uh, um, that we're connected with him that day. Right on, yeah, exactly. And uh, wait till you get home to call your brother and uh, MF for for cutting you off in the second corner there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if I want the person. Oh yeah. So it sounds to me like you guys are free agent for all intents and purposes for 2014. Um, if there's a potential sponsor who happens to listen to this podcast and would like to uh, support your guys' effort in 2014, how would they do so? How would they contact the two of you, uh, either via email or, or maybe on Facebook or something like that? Yeah, um, you can always uh, contact me at kawasaki261 at hotmail.com. Or uh, you could just call me at 392-8166. Which is a 204 area code. Yeah, so yeah, you can exactly. just call up Mikey and uh, and sauce him a, a, a sponsorship. And I guess the two of you kind of come as a, a package deal. But uh, Marcus, uh, if they were to uh, contact you, uh, how would they do so? Uh, with uh, me, same idea. I mean, you can hit me up on Facebook. I mean, everybody has Facebook nowadays. So mm-hmm. uh, Marcus Giesbrick had me on there and... Uh, um, or you could just uh, same idea email me motocrossracing at live.ca or you could uh, text me uh, 392-8165 text or call whatever you prefer but yeah right uh, that's a 204 area code for the Giesbrecht brothers and uh, moving on uh, the two of you have butted heads on the track that's definitely uh, been the case but you've you've stepped into the pro ranks at, at different times um, Marcus you've raced some nationals correct Correct. And Michael? Um, no. Not yet? You haven't raced any nationals. Um, any plans for those in 2014 whatsoever? Or um, like maybe maybe back step, take a step back. Marcus, what was it like to race your very first Canadian national? It must have been an absolute, like, that's got to be like your kind of bucket list style race that I can't believe I'm about to take off with uh, these Canadian legends. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, I'll, I'll be honest, my first national I don't remember too much of yeah um maybe it was just the fact that it was just like the day was so hyped up and I yeah. was just so stoked I don't know I, I remember uh, it was the year it was 2009 okay uh, it was the year I, that uh, I was in the intermediate class I was looking good that day I remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was in uh, Morton there and uh, I remember racing that year uh, against uh in the intermediate class I remember battling it out with uh, Tyler Bergen Right. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and I know that... Sauce Bergen. Yeah. And I know that... I believe in the amateur day, I, I actually... I think I beat him. But in the national day, that he cleaned me up. Yeah. Um, I think I the nerves got to me. The head game. You know, moto, moto is such a head game. Yeah. Um, I believe that my... You were in shape. Yeah. I think my first... Uh, I think my first national was mm-hmm. a gong show. Yeah. I'll be honest. Perfect. I think so. Absolute gong show. And... Uh, it got um, better, though. So I so see. Yeah, I guess it moving into this year. Um, do you, do you plan on uh, lining up for a gate? Unfortunately, we don't have one in Manitoba to have a nice uh, close local national to sign up for. But uh, do either one of you have any plans to do some traveling, maybe out to the uh, Calgary National? Um, I think uh, I did quite a few uh, two years ago, and uh, like not last year, the year before, and it was. A great experience. It was really cool to race with those guys. I think this year, uh, last year, I just wanted to get the, that time on the 450, learn how to ride a 450. Get more. Get married. Yeah, get married. Uh, got That was super cool last year. Got got married and uh, was super focused on that as well. So uh, this year, I don't think I'm going to race any nationals due to the fact uh, it costs money. Yeah. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Work is good and everything's good. But uh, moto costs enough as it is. Yeah. And... Uh, I think I think I'd be ready to do some. But you're just I'll be honest, keep, but keep it local for 2014. 2014, and, and keep it local. Out. See how it goes. If it if uh, I'll be honest, if things go really good in 2014, maybe we'll see me do a couple in 2015. Fair enough. And for uh, Michael, um, I guess. Uh, Wherever uh, you, you and your brother seem to be kind of uh, connected at the hip at the track, so uh, I guess since your brother's not planning on doing any nationals, I guess that uh, rules them up for you as well. Um. 
Yeah, no, that's that's for sure. Uh, first of all, can't afford it. It's you know working all day is just you have no time for practice mm -hmm. really yeah. as well. And uh, so you guys got to quit working. Uh, I don't know what sucks, eh? <laughs> but pays the bills, and yeah. uh, and I do enjoy my job. It's it's a lot of fun, and uh, yeah. that's that's big. So. Is that you said you make balloon animals for a living? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Which also known as a mechanic. Yeah. Uh, here, at a local, uh, not too far from Steinbeck. I believe you're you're working in uh, New Bothwell. New Bothwell. New yeah. Bothwell. RJ's Automotive. There you go. Spinning, uh, spinning some uh, snap-on tools. Oh yeah. Uh, for Monday sure. to Friday, <laughs> uh, from his flow green Kawasaki colored um, toolbox. Oh yeah, all day. Uh, absolutely, that's unreal. Um, what are your guys' goals for the future? Like, uh, Mark, like Mike, would you like to race a national? Is that kind of on your, your list of like being able to go there and, and qualify and, and do that whole thing? Yeah, definitely would be awesome if yeah. I could actually qualify for one. I know I know one year I tried, but it, it didn't work. Mm -hmm. I definitely bombed it because I never ridden the track, and, mm -hmm. and so I had no idea. Um, but yeah... I would definitely. It's kind of like I'm a kind of a bucket list thing. I would love to just just get it under your belt. Get it under my yeah, belt. Yeah, absolutely. Just do it. And because at this point, I think it, it's more likely that I race one than you do. Well, and exactly. like that's, exactly. That's a real exactly. stretch right now. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully, maybe one day, and yeah. uh, it would be it would be great. So that's excellent. That's awesome. That's. Um, what's uh, what's your favorite track uh, at the series? Like we have, um, I believe, six tracks on the series: um, Minnedosa, Pilot Mound, Morden, Grunthal, Brandon. Um, and so, what what uh, which one do you guys uh, look forward to the most? I guess you guys practice at Grunthal the most, but which one uh, really stands out for you in the schedule? Yeah, for me, uh, I'm gonna say honestly, it's tough because. Uh, the the Brandon I, lo I love Brandon yeah. I, I absolutely love Brandon but I also love Minidosa. Yeah. I know I ride in Grunthal all the time maybe that's the reason not a big fan I mean don't get me wrong they do a great job there they work hard wow Tracks Walter Martins cover your ears yeah. <laughs> no the track they do a great job they do a great job uh maybe it's just the soil I, I, I don't like the I don't know maybe the you don't like traction or loam yeah. No man, I don't know. Granto's not my my uh, cup of tea, but I, I really do like uh, a Brandon or a Minidosa. Those two are really cool. I like I love Minidosa. It's got some big air. So based on uh, based on your battle uh, with uh, with your brother back in 2012, do you rather uh, Minidosa on a 450 or 250? Oh, 450. Straight up. No, uh, that race, uh, we shouldn't be bringing that race up, by the way. I like to, actually. It's, it's <laughs> one of my favorites. It, it stands out in my mind between the two of you. No, uh, man, that race was... Uh, I've never know, seen you so frustrated. Like, I couldn't... I, it was wonderful. I, I couldn't... I don't know. I couldn't get around him. I, I, you'd you know, go inside. No, you'd go outside trying to... Trying to rail the outside, yeah. get all kinds of momentum, and your brother would just go, brop. Yeah, man. <laughs> See you later. In the face. Yeah, I know. See you later. It was, yeah, let's not talk about that. Oh, ah, fair enough, fair enough. And <laughs> what like about to Mike? talk about it. Yeah, Mike, Mike <laughs> do, you, do you also enjoy yourself some Minidosa? Minidosa is great. It is yeah. really great. But I do really enjoy Grumpal. We ride it all the time. Um, Marcus just doesn't like it because he's had bad luck. Um, ah, he's just never on. had good luck there. But uh, I, I love Grunthal. I've always loved the flow of it. And mm -hmm. uh, now being on the board, it's kind of, uh, it's, it's just getting more involved into it. Yeah. Which is actually, it's, it's enjoyable. Cool. And I, we'll just see how summer goes. And we got some ideas for bringing sand wolves back. A bit, a bit of track, track changes. And, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. It's, uh, I'm pretty excited about this year. Yeah. So it's going to be good. Excellent, excellent. Um, so you guys are riding with uh, TransCanada Motorsports as of right now. Um, any other uh, any other guys you'd like to uh, either thank right now or or guys, uh, riders or different companies that are, are helping you out at all? Or is it just... Uh... Yeah, I'll, uh, <laughs> honestly, we're riding, we're riding with the, yeah, we got our bikes from TransCanada. We're riding for TransCanada, I guess. Um, Scott's an awesome guy. I mean, um, he's helping us out too and He's a good guy. We rode for him last year. Uh, we haven't talked to him at, too much at all this year. Like, mm -hmm. uh, there hasn't been too much planning going on in that in that uh, part. Um, 
But yeah, Scott's an awesome guy, so if uh, any of you are listening and you guys want to hit up an awesome Cowie shop, Scott's the guy to go to. He's super cool. Scott uh, Harland out in Brandon, Manitoba. Yeah, yeah. And uh, But other than that, I mean, uh, my parents, obviously, I want to thank them. They, they're always bringing out the rig everywhere, and uh, they're always helping us out. And mm-hmm. uh, But for the most part, we don't really got too many uh, sponsors going on. Uh, I don't know what it's going to take. Uh, I mean... Maybe I just got to win one of these championships, or uh, right, maybe right. I don't know what I got to do. Uh, I'll work hard this year, but we'll see. Speaking of championships, uh, the two of you have championships to your credit, Michael. Uh, you can li- list off. Uh, I think you have one, yes? Yes. Yeah, you've got the one championship. Which one was that? Beginner. Beginner class. Yeah. <laughs> Coming out, guns are blazing in the beginner class. He ends up taking himself uh, a plaque. Um, what was that championship season like for you? And then, uh, yeah. Um, it was great. It was some crazy battles between uh, me and Mark and uh, Konzelman. That's what it was. Dustin Konzelman. Yeah, man. We had some sick battles. And uh, An absolute, absolute picture of fitness, oh, yeah. Dustin Konzelman. For sure. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. And, uh, and it, was, it was awesome. Uh, we had some good times. We were actually, uh, we talked a lot, so we were, we were pretty good. Yeah. Could uh, off the track as well, so cool. so uh, yeah, it was a, a lot of fun. Bozer race came down to Bozer last day, last race and made that a tight one. And was pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I passed Marcus straight up. Come on, and uh, and uh, pulled away. <laughs> and yeah, that was the end of it. So you know, it was like 15, 20 laps later because those laps were like Super two short. seconds a lap. So. It was, uh, it was a good time. 47 minutes in, and all we remember is the race that Mike beat Marcus. Yeah, that's, for that's sure. not bad at all. I, I'm, quite, I'm quite enjoying that. Let's actually. talk about some of these where I beat him. <laughs> well, that would be every other one. Yeah. Of them. So, uh, like, there's there were the the ones that he, he beat. You kind of stand out, but uh, you, you, Mark is definitely the the faster of the two. I guess that's why you're the 301, and he's the 302. Yeah, let's say that. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Um, championships, Marcus. Uh, you, you've got a few to your credit, um, and uh, starting out, I think you you won a, a beginner class one as well. No man, no I, no beginner uh, class championship for no. you. I, you're you're gonna have to bu- bump down to to take one away from your brother. Cause he's, got, <laughs> he's got one up on you. Yeah, no, I went. Uh, I got you know how they did the spring and fall, eh? And I I actually went e? three three. So I got third and third in the championships there. I actually uh, only have one championship. Okay, you um, only have the one. The two, uh, two, two championships in front of me. Zero yeah. on the other side of the table. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, uh, I only have the one. It's for uh, 2009. It was an intermediate. It was the fall series. Right. Uh, it was a good year. I mean... Uh, Beating out the likes of Braden Johnson. Yeah, um, it, was, it was more so between me and Tyler Bergen, I think. I okay. mean, uh, yeah. Braden yeah, Johnson yeah. was quick. I think he hit the ground a couple times, kind of took himself out of it. Right. Um, but uh, me and Bergen were really going at it. I mean, every, every race we were at, I mean... It was not. It was like point three difference a lap time, and mm. I remember it like it was yesterday. And my that's, memory's not good, and I remember that, that's so. fair. That's fairly vivid if you can remember point three. Yeah, like uh, to to the to the, the the tenth of a second right there. But yeah, um, he would. You know what? He would beat me every uh, youth B moto, which is now uh, open. Do we have that now? Youth B, we don't. Uh, that 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 got um, basically eliminated when we uh, went to the. B, BCA. Um, okay, well. Because now there's open C no. and open B and open A. Okay, well, it was youth B, and uh, he would beat me in every youth B moto, but yeah. I seemed to be able to beat him in the intermediate motos, and that's where I got the, won the championship. So, won the 2009 intermediate championship. It was super cool. Right on. That's uh, that's a, an amazing accomplishment, and definitely has carried you forward to the success that you've enjoyed in the uh, the 450 class. Uh, what was it like winning your very first uh, 450 Pro Manitoba race? Never happened. You haven't won one. No, I, this was my first year in the 450 class. I've not won one. You not a single win. Not even when Miller wasn't there. No, not a single win. I've uh, I've won Open A and I've won a, a bunch of 258 classes, but uh, this was my first year in the 458 and. Uh, Best I got was second this year. I know it's depressing. Fair enough. Well, then I will pose the same, uh, a similar question. What was it like being moving into the pro class and uh, and winning your first two fifty pro moto? Two fifty pro moto. Okay, that was unreal. Yeah, that's all I can say. Yeah, just I, insta uh, insta hard on. Didn't go away for three days. Yeah, like uh, all week, all week I was, I was, 
I don't know. I couldn't focus. I, I man, I was still in high school at the time, so you're oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, still, I wasn't. I was not. Uh, was not aware. I, yeah, man. I don't even remember what we were doing. School, work. I don't know. I just won that race. I remember winning my first race, and uh, and I believe it was in Gimli. Yeah, and uh, excellent track. Race. Love that track. Oh, beautiful. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just blown away. Once I won, I came back. Yeah. I was riding for Brotherhood mm-hmm. um, at the time. And Brotherhood Motorsports out of Cleefield, Manitoba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they were uh, surprised too, I guess. Um, yeah, we were all just stoked. gave you a set of gear off of it. I think. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's that. That's an excellent. That's that's even better than fifty bucks. Yeah. Yep. Mike, what's your uh, what's your highest placing in a uh, professional event here in Manitoba? Um, I got second. I'm pretty sure. In second, the, in, like uh, in the pro moto uh, first race, it was all It was like a no, it was a no points race. Oh, okay. yeah. It was in 2012. Okay. And yeah, so like half the guys didn't show up, so I got second. Um, right that, that I hosted a race by myself and yeah, I won. Yeah, perfect, and yeah. and it was great. But I, you know, won some intermediate, intermediate four fifty intermediate race. That the one race that really stood out to me was in uh, in Morden, and uh, we just got our brand new twenty ten bikes, and uh, you know we hardly rode the four fifties. We also yeah. rode the two fifties, and uh, yeah, got on the four fifty. That four fifty got every hole shot that day. Uh, me and Marcus was were both uh, racing it. Yeah. And so I got four hole shots that day, and I'm pretty sure it won, won all. The, yeah, I won every moto too. Hmm. So, and yeah, my first race I was like ten seconds ahead, and that was just the greatest feeling ever. So, yeah, that's one race that really stood out to me. So, that's wild, uh, Marcus. Do you have a similar race day? I guess maybe the your 250F win, or maybe just a day that you were on it and uh, couldn't couldn't stop going faster. Um, like, do you have a day like uh, Michael's? Like my. Best race day, I'm yeah, guessing, best, is what you're saying? Best time you ever even on the bike, like whether it was a practice day or a race day where you just dominated. Uh, um, do you have a day quite like that that uh, kind of sticks out in your mind? Um, yeah, I'd say uh, when it comes down to... <laughs> now, this is weird, okay? This is... That day that Mike beat me, I was on the 250, he was on the 450. Okay, that day, I was... I just couldn't get around him, okay? The yeah. 250 Pro Class, I won both motos that day by over 15 seconds. I think I do um, remember that. Yeah. I like, do, yeah. It was a very dominant day in my in the class I was focused on. Yeah. Um, and then in the, in, the, in the other class, I remember yeah. the day before, us three, you were there. Yeah. And we were saying, I was like, no, Mike, I'm going to out-hole shot you on the 250. There's not half And uh, I couldn't out-hole shot him in the... It's game. a long, straight yeah. start, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> third gear kicks in and... Exactly. Yeah. And I, I mean, he just got the start on me. I couldn't get around him, but I did feel super fast that day. I felt yeah. really dominant that yeah. day. And I felt really good on the bike. And I'd say the last uh, race in Pilot Mountain this year, too, was one of my best races. Excellent, and you were throwing some sick whipper tails, getting all kinds of shife over that uphill triple, and uh, that's a testament to how fast uh, Mike was going that fateful day in uh, Minnedosa, for the fact that you were uh, really feeling it, and uh, just could not get around the 302, like, uh, I, I haven't quite seen someone so frustrated on a toddler bike before, but uh, <laughs> moving on from that, I know we've just <laughs> drilled that one into the ground, but uh, nevertheless, um... um Plans and aspirations for 2014. The two of you are going to race some pro pro races here in Manitoba. Uh, try and make as many of the nationals or the the provincial races as you can. I know uh, you guys always make it a point to to make as many races as you can, if not all of them. Um, but uh, if if you guys were to set some small goals for 2015 or 2014, um, what would they be? I guess a small goal for you would be 450 class um, championship, Marcus. Yeah, yeah. I want to uh, first of all uh, take baby steps. I want to win my first 450 race. Okay. Uh, for four, first 450 pro race, I want to do that. Um, hopefully, as soon as possible. I want to start the year strong this year because I think at the end of the year last year, um, I wasn't losing points on the guys, and I don't yeah. think I was losing time on them as well. So, I think if I can bring that in, I can. Uh, if I can get a win uh, early on, um, and then yeah, ultimate goal is to win that championship. All right. Uh, would you also say that a minor goal would be that uh, if I loan in, in, if I loan my bike to any one of the other pros, that my bike doesn't end up beating either one of you? Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. No, not this. Happen. Not 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 tonight. Uh, and uh, what about Michael? Um, what are your goals and aspirations for the uh, 2014 season? 
Um, I think this year, uh, hopefully, hoping definitely top five every every race. That's mm-hmm. definitely definitely hoping for that, and definitely maybe some top threes. That's that's where I'm standing right now. Yeah, just be a roadblock uh, in that. Yeah, that, just, uh, just open be there. Class. Well, I'd, I'd like to just be there every moto. Okay, just be a guy that you know that you actually have to pass, kind of like the Andrew Short kind of thing. Yeah, you okay. Know, always being there. Yeah. But because uh, I know I know those guys are really quick. It would be awesome to actually get up there and really battle with them. That would be that would be great. That that could actually be one of my goals this year, and uh, so hopefully that that'll happen. But uh, most big thing is just to have a lot of fun this year. I hope that I just I don't want to be uh, I don't want to be too too stressed out or too focused on the points and everything. I just want to go have some fun and and ride my dirt bike fast. That's all I want to do. Excellent, and that's uh, often the best way to be successful. Um, thank you both for being uh, on the uh, the Big MX podcast show uh we appreciate your time we went uh just just about eclipsing the hour uh with commercials and other stuff it'll just be around the hour mark so thanks thanks again so much for the two of you for uh putting me up in your beautiful home here in steinbach manitoba and um we uh we we wish you the best of luck here in 2014 uh closing statements boys um i just i just gotta say thank you to uh to uh, i guess my parents for always uh helping us out and uh i pray that uh this year everyone uh has an awesome year and uh that uh god keeps their hand of protection over everyone so i just uh i pray for that perfect um, yeah same thing uh thanks for having me on the show for stuff and uh um yeah, I think uh, that this year is going to be a good year. I think it's going to be a good year not only for us, but I think for all of MMA. I think we've got to. I think everybody's trying to step up now, and uh, it's going to be an awesome year. And I think everybody just needs to go out and do what Mike was saying. Just go out, have fun this year. If you go do that, you're gonna you're gonna not only get results, but you know, you're it's not worth spending your money if you're not going to have fun, guys. So that's it. Just have have fun. Ride your dirt bike. Excellent. And uh, on behalf of Big MX Motocross, congratulations to Marcus Giesbrecht, who is now officially uh, about a month into uh, welcoming a, uh, a newborn uh, into the world. And uh, this, won't be, this won't be broadcast until long after your wife uh, tells her family about them. But uh, uh, to take the moment to break the news that uh, Marcus is going to have uh, a little bundle for 2015 season I think the uh, it'll uh, it'll arrive just after this next season um, comes in so uh, yeah buckle up buddy it's your last full year of uh, <laughs> not having uh, little kids at the track so yeah man yeah. it's gonna be awesome excellent well thanks again guys yeah. Yeah. thank you for listening to the big MX podcast brought to you by X brand goggles be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed check out our website at bigmxradio.com for more content.
like 